Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. the dentist office and it's just their cavity is not getting fixed mm-hmm. that's what i want to get to the to the i, I want to i mean we all know it's going to eventually end but like sooner and and in violence or not yeah <laughs> uh alex hello hello hey. my friend hey brother <laughs> it's 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 amazing to have you here uh, at amongst friends uh uh well amongst me or no, amongst with me welcome Welcome, yeah, thank you. Alex, to Amongst Friends. I am the host uh, of this particular episode, Mr. Sean Lechner. And uh, I, I just, I, I just want to kind of jump into this bath, this cold bath that we're going to take together. I'm ready. I'm ready. With, with, with who the hell are you? Uh, the people have kind of known me through long rambling rants that I, I give off. Uh, Alex. In, in, in a couple 15 minutes or less, <laughs> who the fuck are you? Right. I'm going to go exactly 15 minutes. Uh, <laughs> no, uh, my name is uh, Alex Girardi. Uh, I am a, a bartender alongside uh, my fearless leader, Sean here, my, my guy. Uh, we work at Kiga's Alpine Restaurant. Uh, I'm also a, a product of my environment, of yes. uh, growing up in central New York. <laughs> Uh, by way of New Jersey, by way of Knoxville, Tennessee, and then by way of New Jersey. Uh, again, I am a, a writer and an actor and a musician by by trade to some extent. Uh, and uh, not to get ahead of the topic here, but also a deeply uh, politically involved and uh, person who spends a lot of his time ruminating and uh, fuming, fuming about the way the world is. And uh, I use the word zeitgeist a lot. If that gives, yeah. I think that's a good... That's all you need to know. I'm Alex Girardi. I use the word zeitgeist. <laughs> that's it. That's it, baby. Yeah. Uh, Alex, I uh, I met you uh, first time behind the bar. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of do want to talk about bar. I want to have bar, t- bar talk for a couple minutes here mm-hmm. while I have your attention. Um, I met you behind the bar. And, and while you're behind the bar, uh, you're constantly... I, as I would put it on stage, uh, you, you're, you're in front of everybody. It's, it's a show, it's a song, it's a dance. And uh, uh, you fucking by far, one of the best I've seen uh, in, in my short, miserable life on this planet. Uh, now, now that I inflated your ego enough, yeah, right. uh, we, we can settle it back down. Uh, with uh, Behind the Bar, it, it kind of turns into it doesn't matter what you think. Uh, it's not my opinion that's on display, or nor should it be. It's whoever you're talking to at that particular moment. Uh, right. Bar bar talk uh, is is a science in itself, which kind of falls under servitude, which I kind of don't like. But you're paying me at the same time, so it's hustling. Yeah. Uh, so it's a very cool, uh, unique, uh, you know, experiment that happens every night. 
And uh, so sometimes I'm, I'm, I'm in a great mood and nothing can beat me down. Other times I'm, I'm coming in emotionally wounded mm -hmm. and one person mm -hmm. can say one thing and I'm crippled the rest of the night. Mm -hmm. uh, so I figured that's why I brought you here. Um, I, I know I could, I can talk to you and I know you're not going to uh, yell at me with your opinion, strangle me with your opinion, uh, unless I specifically ask for it, which is sure. in today's world, that seems like a, a gift because I can't go 10 minutes without talking to someone I don't know without it becoming, well, I, I, I believe this, 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 and this, and I, I, I can't talk to you if you don't believe in these things. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's, that's kind of why I, I, I'm here today, again, uh, to repeat, I kind of want to talk about politics. Uh, now, me and my, my other cohort, John, we've avoided most politics in every episode before this, because amongst friends, we're not, we're not political. Right. Uh, therefore, I do not want to get political today. Right. Now, you might ask, huh, how can you talk politics without getting political? Well, my friend, I want to talk about why do we think that? Mm -hmm. Why do I think that my opinion must be shared and my opinion does matter? Mm -hmm. That being said, uh, what's what's your political line? At least, no. <laughs> no, I couldn't even do it with a straight face. <laughs> I don't care. No, I do care. Uh, I don't care, um, but I do. And I, I want to tell you how much I don't care and I do care at the same time because I respect I you that. as a human just don't care who the fuck you are as a human. Um, that's a joke. I'm being sarcastic. Uh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> let's jump right in. Us right. versus them. They are wrong. We are right. Guys, thank you. Good night. End of episode. We did oh, it. We did it. We did it. Oh. We did it. oh, seriously. What the fuck is that? In your... So before I get into what I found, mm -hmm. explain why, why... When I say politics political talk what's that mean to you yeah well it's interesting because i think for me it's shifted uh in recent probably in the last decade or yes. so yes um i you know I, when i was younger I, I would have told you that political talk was just people having discussions about substantial sort of like political issues whatever that issue might be people discussing issues of the day and trying to decide how to best uh, you know, find an outcome to whatever the problem may be, right? And that, yep. that was, there's yep. always some debate within that. There's always perhaps some anger and some disagreement. But by and large, at least, and again, I was young, I suppose, but as a young person growing up, a young adolescent, I always remember political discussion being somewhat fraught, but being mostly civil. Um, and people disagreeing, understanding that they were, they wanted the same things, basically, but that they just had different paths on how to get there. Um, and there was uh, a, usually a mutual respect of we can disagree on the, the numbers and the details, but we can agree that we're both human. Um, what's interesting to me, and I think you, we've talked about this, is in more recent years, and I'm sure we're going to uh, discuss hypothetically why we think this is happening. <laughs> and I have some theories, but, but, but just to answer your base question, in recent years, political talk is, is everything now. Every, it's almost, politics has infiltrated everything you can't have a discussion about the most mundane thing like you said you can't go 10 minutes down the street without some it, and it's uh, to very briefly start this off i would say that largely that is because um people in the political sphere have learned that it is beneficial to them to make everything political 
because there is power to be gained and money to be made from most of us arguing with each other, not talking to each other, not communicating, not even debating, which sort of borderlines on arguing, but, but just fighting with each other and, and becoming more isolated within ourselves and our own little bubbles, um, as opposed to being a larger community that can disagree civilly. Um, and I think we are losing that. Um, and I think that there's a lot of uh, reasons uh, why that is happening. And just briefly before we move on, I do want to hit on, because you mentioned servitude about what we do. And I actually, <laughs> and I like that. And I actually would say that one of the things I love about our job is that we do get to talk to people every day. And we are in this sort of stage, in this show every night. And we live in the area that we live in. And I think, you know, we could talk about the political sort of leanings of that particular area. But, but we have a diverse group of people that we talk to every night with diverse ideas and beliefs and, and where they come from. And what I, what I love about the job that we get to do, apart from the fact that it reminds me that humans are humans and that when I, when oh, I yeah. go into the digital world and we all become these avatar versions of ourselves, that no, we are actually these weird, complex creatures that are more similar than we are uh, not. Um, I actually, I, there's something beautiful to me about servitude. Honestly, like there's a part of me that, that feels like that there's something very honorable and lovely about uh, just serving my fellow man. Let, let's change that word. Let's, let's call it hospitality. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, but, yeah. but the thing is, I'm not even afraid of the word servitude. That's the thing, because I, I understand the connotation of it, and I understand why, for sure. But but there, there's something very humbling to me as a guy who has a lot of ego, who's an actor, and a, like, who, like likes to put on a show. But at the end of the day, like the thing I love the most about it is is that I am there to serve. Like I, I, and I, it's, I am there for you. I, I need to make money, right? I have some selfish, obviously, interest, but but like, I really try every night to show up and say, I'm gonna put on a show for you and I'm gonna do whatever I can. But, but mostly I, I want you to be able to have a good time um, now in this world more than ever. I feel like the restaurant, the cafe is one of the few places where that, where that can sort yeah. of still happen. Uh, I tend to piggyback right on that. Yeah, I, I, do, I do feel like it's my, my purpose there to make you feel comfortable uh, and mm -hmm. to make the transition as seamless as humanly possible. And you're right. I think uh, the watering holes that we frequent, um, <clears throat> although some of them do have the hive mind mentality, you know, uh, you know, they do think alike and we do huddle together in our, in our, in our thought bubbles, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I do think that where we happen to work uh, brings out definitely people out of the surrounding areas. And uh, I think some of the more uh, urban areas and that, that does bring the, that, 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 that amount of, of people that you get to talk to and experience, uh, you know, I guess a night or dinner with. Yeah. And uh, yeah, there is, and I, again, that's why I brought you here because we learn a lot about ourselves and a lot about the world, you know, around us. Uh, you know, I, I mentioned this uh, maybe once a night because I'm, you know, it's what I do. Uh, I just moved from Florida mm -hmm. and, uh, Florida is a is a, definitely a more dynamic landscape of people. Uh, most Floridians I did not meet. I met people from, and when I say Floridians, I mean uh, people that have lived there for more than ten years. Right. And uh, you know, I, most people I met were from all over the country, uh, all walks of life, all thoughts and opinions. And uh, it, it that again that was a blessing. And to move up to to the north here. It's more small town style, which everyone kind of knows each other, but mm -hmm. it's still diverse enough where it doesn't feel like I'm getting choked or 
I'm in the, the den of lions, kind of like, mm -hmm. what did I do here? <laughs> you hear the banjo music yeah, all yeah. of a sudden? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, uh, 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 to, to bounce back, uh, uh, politi Politicalk, uh, it has turned into, it has, a, I think you said a word, or I'm picking up on it, it's infiltrated every aspect of our waking life. And our waking life uh, today, uh, more than not, is in front of a screen. Uh, uh, political uh, awareness or, or distrust, just distrust in the government peaked uh, in the late 2000, early 2010s, uh, actually during the Obama presidency. Mm -hmm. and, and this is because we had uh, sites like Reddit, uh, Instagram, Facebook were all huge now. Everyone was on it, and we were getting most of our news and information from these places. Mm -hmm. uh, one of the, the words I have highlighted here is clickbait. Mm -hmm. uh, clickbait has, it's not a new thing. Clickbait has been around since paper has been around. Right. Uh, Citizen Kane, excellent movie. One shout out. That's my one. That's my one Kubrick. Not Kubrick. Highly recommend it. That's my, that's, that's Highly my recommend. one. Uh, that's my one film a day I can shout out. Uh, uh, Absolutely. I, I, I it was called a uh, yellow uh, journalism, uh, yellow journalism, mm -hmm. which you mm -hmm. sensationalize topics and stories and words to try and get people to read what is in. Now today it's turned into clickbait, which you read the article and you get the gist of what the article should be about. Mm -hmm. And then you take that and you tell everyone else you see throughout the day, hey, I read words today and this is how I feel. Yeah. Uh, so political <laughs> science, let's jump right into it. What right. is political science? Uh, we were taught political science in school. I learned nothing from it. I, I maybe I think you're smarter than me. I think you learned a lot more than I did. Um, political science. Political science focuses on the theory and practice of government and politics at the local, state, and national and international levels. Mm -hmm. We are dedicated to developing understanding of institutions, practices, and relations in the to constitute public life and the modes of inquiry that promote citizenship. Um, so some. A major subfields of political science are political theory. I'm going to get into all these because I, I to, to not to break some news to my listeners. I get, I get a bunch, bunch of emails. Of I don't want to kind of live this down. I am not a doctor. Uh, I am not a uh, philosopher. Uh, I, I am yet to have a, a PhD as well. Uh, I am mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. a normal person reading information that is is given to me through the web. So, and I, I want to share that one more time. That's my disclaimer for the day. Don't listen to half the shit I say. Which um, I will say, it is confusing because you do wear a stethoscope behind the bar. So I do feel like you're sending some, yes. well, some I, mixed signals. I get pleasure out of hearing heartbeats. That's, that's we'll true. get that's into different... that. That ties into my music and we'll get into that later. Yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 it's definitely sexual too. A hundred, oh, uh, the fetish yes, episode is going to yes, be. Yeah, I cannot wait. <laughs> I want to Sorry. <laughs> Reel it back in. Uh, uh, political science, some major subfields, political theory, uh, comparative politics, international relations, and political mythology. Now, a lot of that sounds amazing. And I do want to get into it, but to, just to save time today, uh, I'm just going to skip on to uh, uh, kind of what I, I do want to talk about. Yeah. Uh, which I guess we're already doing it. Uh, we went into clickbait and, and how we live today. Uh, is we, we, we uh, tie our identity into our politics. They call it uh, political identity or identity politics. Mm -hmm. um, and that turns into partisanship. 
Mm -hmm. uh, you, you might hear the word a lot, bipartisanship, get thrown around a lot of uh, news outlets today that Congress is trying to work to make a bipartisan deal for the, the, the whatever sure, money yeah. they want to steal from one place and put in another place. And uh, <clears throat> going back to, to our identity, uh, let's even take it back to a more social or a more fundamental level. Uh, humans evolved to be social creatures. This is not anything new. Again, I'm just repeating what I think is should be common knowledge. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry, I fight common knowledge. Uh, humans are social creatures. It, it is our we we have evolved to to find these groups that that feel and think like us, and and we feel better and comfortable in these like-minded groups. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I know you can speak from from experience. Uh, it, you know that's just you've moved from state to state, uh, like I have, and you always end up finding those that click of people that, that you, you understand with and you talk about. Uh, can you quickly, now from your opinion, how easy is it to find these political groups that, or not political, but these groups that you can just click with very quickly? Click quickly. I, I think it's, I think it's, in my personal experience, it's been pretty easy, uh, but I, I also think it's because I have, my life has sort of been dictated by, by, like I said, certain things. So, you know, I found music and theater at a young age. And so the thing that you find about theater people, while they're certainly not just, you know, sort of like a, a singular thing and not everyone in theater has the exact same outlooks on everything. There, there are certain worlds. Like if you, if you are a business person, you will likely find that other people who have decided to go towards the business world probably share more of your kind of basic outlooks and beliefs than, than not. And so for me, I, I almost don't know if I went to theater because the people were already sort of like me, or if it just worked out that I happened to like theater because people like me also happen to like theater, but, um, and food, food is the other thing. Like, I mean, like those are the two places uh, in academia. So those three places, theater, uh, academia, and, and food service world are all places that I've always found community. And, and no matter where I've lived, no matter where I've been, it's, it's almost surprising to me how easy it's been to find somewhat like-minded people in those worlds everywhere, despite the rest of the cultural things going on around them, that that's something sort of like universal and unifying about, um, about those things. Hey, fucking men. Uh, food is one of the, the, the only places that I, I find the people like me uh, in the kitchen, in the front of the house, uh, above the house, coming into <laughs> the house. Uh, I like to go out and get a drink and have dinner, uh, you know, with, with my partner. And, and that's, you know, that's, I love finding people that also like that. We've bumped into a whole bunch of couples that love coming into the bar. Oh, yeah. Uh, not that they need to, or, you know, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's, it's social health. It's, it's part of the, the, the pillars of, of mental health. And, uh, yeah. And, and, and what's cool is, I think you said it, like-minded people uh, tend to congregate in the, in the same areas and it made it easy. It made it easy for me to, to find like-minded people because hell, it's what I do all day. Right. Uh, I remember there's a, there's a bar down in uh, North Palm Beach Gardens or Palm Beach Gardens. It's all, everybody has a thing has a gardens or a lake in Florida. And um, uh, I, I walked into this bar because it looked interesting from the outside. 
And it ended up being my hangout spot for three solid years straight in a row. I met some of the best fucking people there, some friends that I'm, I know I'm going to talk to the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, I was, it wasn't, I was searching out where, where they would be. It wasn't like I had a divine, divine sticks. I was like, oh, yeah. it's over here. <laughs> no, no, the gold. No, um, it, it happened by chance. And I guess because these things happen by chance, not necessarily us, us seeking them, it, it, it makes a shortcut in our brain. And yes. it makes it easier for us to, to, to bring up this, this information, make the synapses fire, what have you. And it makes it seem like it's, it's seamless and easy to us. When in fact, yeah. I think it's way more complicated than it comes out to be. Especially oh, if we're looking for, for political, political theories out of, out of our peers. Um, uh, honestly, I, I try and keep my, my politics personally to myself because mm-hmm. uh, going back, and this never happens, by the way. But going back, everyone's laughing. All my friends are like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, <laughs> and I love you guys. All right. So, no, going back, my father, uh, and, and he's a reoccurring character on this show. Uh, love you, Dad. Um, uh, he never talked politics in the home. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I was always admired this about him. Uh, he never talked politics in the home. And he never talk it. He never took it out of the home either. Whatever he, whatever he was thinking, he kept to him. Fuck, he's, he kept to himself. I mean, he's getting older now and doesn't care as much. But mm-hmm. when he was younger, he always kept that shit to himself. My mother too. I don't know what party they are a part of. Guy, I don't know what political party my parents are a part of because I've heard them talk over the years. You know, among, yeah, about how they think and feel about particular events that happen or legislation that gets passed, but I've never heard actual, like, well, I subscribe to this, so I'm going to take all this in. Now, that being said, more recently than not, I have heard uh, stuff come out of their mouths that it's like, well, you should probably fact check that before you kind of said anyone else. No, and 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 fact checking, I'm going to tie that back in later. Nice. But uh, how, to, just to go back out, how politics for you growing up so how does how does that relate to you today that's interesting yeah i am so uh this won't surprise anyone i don't think my parents will be upset Uh, (laughs) my parents are very much uh products of the year that they grew up and they are hippies through and through or were certainly hippies through and through um and so i it's interesting though because like my parents didn't ever tell me that like their affiliation with a political party necessarily. Yeah. Um, but it was pretty, by the time I got to a certain age, it was pretty easy to determine what that probably was just based on, like you said, like I knew where they stood on certain issues and certain sort of ideas and, and ways that we function in society. And so, and I started to realize that obviously they aligned probably pretty much with one party more than the other. Yeah. Um, but the other thing was my parents were also pretty fiercely independent. So like, even though they largely aligned with one party, they were never afraid to uh, sort of go against that party. If they had a belief that was outside of that particular realm, they, they, they were still independent thinkers and always encouraged me, A, to not take anything at face value, to challenge everything that you believe, even if it's something that you believe for a long time and have good reason to believe, continue to challenge it because there could be some piece of information that you're missing. And uh, critical thinking and critical reasoning is always useful no matter how old you are um, and no matter how much research you've done. So I've always had that. And also 
they, even though they shared sort of political ideology with me and my sister to some extent, they also were not, that's another thing I think of our parents' generation is that there were things you didn't talk about, right? Like with your friends and at the dinner table, you didn't talk about politics, you didn't talk about religion. Uh, there were certain things that you just knew were topics that could get into fights. And so you just said, you know, look, uh, I have friends, that, some of their best friends uh, are pretty opposed to them politically, and they've been friends their entire lives, or my entire life, certainly. Um, and it's because, and they even do now sort of have discussions, but they understand that their friendship comes first, that each other's humanity comes first. And and again, I think, I just think it's something of a, a, a an era bygone, right? It's just like that, that and we're, I'm sure we're leading towards this anyway, so I'm just going to jump into it. I think the internet ruined it for us, honestly. Like, and there are other factors, but when I, when I look around and I think about the way that political talk has changed and where it is now, it seems like it is inevitable that, you know, it used to be you'd have a political conversation with somebody you were sitting with, right? Like that's that, any kind of conversation. That was the conversation. You and I right now are having a conversation. Maybe I go to a bar and I have a slightly larger conversation with a group of people, but that was as large as, as, as the conversation got. Or you'd read, you know, an article that sort of represented a, a larger idea without in the community, but that was sort of an individual thing. But, but now we live in this world where we have access to the entire world at all times. And we mostly yeah. choose to live in that version of it. And so the, the conversation is omnipresent. It's all, all the time. And it's, it's harder for us to delve into the, the substantial level of like deepness and complexity of these issues because there's so many voices. And that's why you have things like memes and Twitter's 140 characters, right? <laughs> How are we supposed to accurately have a conversation about you know systemic racism or systemic anything or things that are incredibly complex and, and have years of history behind them when you're given you know 14 words to try and explain? And that's not, there's a disconnect. There's cognitive, this is what we're getting into, but like there's a huge disconnect and I, I, I admit that I, I long for the days of our parents' generation. There was a simplicity to understanding that we were all people and we were all working towards this common goal. We probably fiercely disagreed just as much then as we do now, but it just wasn't in our face. We just didn't decide mm -hmm. to, yeah. to express it all the time and live it out in yeah. every moment. No, that's, that's uh, beautiful. Um, to, to bring back what I said a little earlier is... Uh, we, we have evolved as a species to live in, in our social groups. And these social groups were never meant to be larger than 200 or so people. Uh, it's been villages and hunter-gatherer groups for millennia. I'm talking thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of years. We evolved uh, to have this small group of people in our lives. There's actually a, there's a number for it. There's a name for it, like Bernard's number or something, mm -hmm. where it's like 120 people is the max you can keep in your head at all at any one point. You know, with uh, your three, uh, your three close friends, and then your larger circle of like ten friends of acquaintances, coworkers, mm -hmm. and then the much larger of people that you just know of, mm -hmm. and uh, that number is not supposed to exceed five hundred, which Facebook uh, helped change for us all. I had yeah. like six hundred friends at one point, and uh, Alex, I don't want to surprise you, I didn't know any of them. I, yeah. I knew about ten. I knew about ten of them. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yep. And, uh, and they had to know what I thought about everything every couple hours. Yep. They gave us the wall, yeah. the wall, the, the, the tweet of, I'm sorry, 140 characters. 
what was on Twitter? Twitter is 140. Twitter, yeah, yeah. I think they upped it or whatever. I don't really still anymore, but yes, yes. That that ties that ties back into clickbait and yellow journalism, yes. where they have yes. to sell you in in three or four words. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm not going to bring up names or anyone, but a, a couple past people were very great at doing that, uh, and and. Uh, some people have used social media to their advantage. Some have, have lost because it's kind of like what, uh, what happened when Nixon went in front of te- te- television for the first time. Uh, he lost to Kennedy. Like it mm-hmm. was embarrassing, but he learned how to, how to work that came back fucking fired away. And he won again. That's as much political talk as I will talk. I promise yeah. no one else's name will pop up in this video other than God. There you go. And, That's the um, only <laughs> i vote for uh, god i write in god i, I vote for god <laughs> uh no but uh, uh are we so we evolve in these small groups and today the small group is the world and yes i don't think it was ever expected we were ever expected to agree with everyone but we're pretending to or trying to give the facade of hey let's attempt this Mm-hmm. And, and I, I, I agree with the attempt. I'm like, Hey, we, sh- we shot, we went for it, man. This is awesome. Uh, but I, I, again, this is going to be back in my, my ideology. I, I think it, it's, it's too big for what it is. Um, and, and again, that's, that's my opinion. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to draw it back into what I think is the science of it sure. and uh, social identity theory. Uh, let's, 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 I'm going to, just talk about what it is and not anything else because I am not qualified. Uh, social identity theory. Uh, Henry Tafels, Henry Tafels' greatest contribution to psychology was social identity theory. Social identity is a person's sense of who they are based on their group membership. Uh, so going off of that, I want to jump into uh, – partisanship uh what is uh partisanship uh what's it, real quick does it does that mean anything to you i know you've heard it before what what yeah. does partisanship mean to you like uh yeah so i mean partisanship is uh the the political party with which you affiliate yourself to but also how important that is to your identity yes. and yes. how yeah. how you express that and, and you fucking and, nailed it by the way definition social identity right exactly like the thing is <laughs> this is another thing as we've evolved right like if you go back again just to our parents generation when they were younger right pre-internet when they were our age say right mm-hmm. again they probably of course many of them had political parties that they affiliated with but if you were at, if you were to ask them to rank, and of course this is not like I don't this isn't a study, but I would I would wager <laughs> if you were to yes. <laughs> go ahead and ask all the baby boomers, remember when you were thirty and rank what things in your life were most important to your identity, right? I would bet that you have like the job that you do, right? Um, the hobbies that you are interested in, um, the activities that you enjoy, right? I would bet that all of those things would fall much higher on the list than political party, right? Yeah. Even, even, even political ideology, perhaps activism, right? Those things, which are not necessarily partisan in nature, they might kind of connect, but, but even those things would fall higher. But the actual like claiming to be a Democrat or a Republican or in the Green Party or Liberty, right? All that stuff, like they existed. Those labels, of course, existed, but I don't think that they, they carried the weight because they weren't, I don't think we were as, as sort of a, a nativist and, and, and group-based as we are now in, in, in terms of partisanship. And so, 
I, I think it was like you were part of a party, but again, it wasn't as weird to defy that party on certain issues, right? I think people kind of floated a little bit more. Um, and I think, again, partly because of the internet and because of things that have happened within the political structures, I think that partisanship now rules the day. It, yeah. it, is, yeah. it is the end all be all. Uh, so uh, uh, the, you, you, you nailed it on the head what uh, partisanship means. Uh, our social identity, what we, what we qualify as the group that we identify with, has turned into partisanship in your partisanship identity, I guess when you call it, or like political partisanship. Uh, they have they have become mirror images of, of themselves when they used to be in our in our parents back even longer before that two separate worlds, and uh, I think because of that that because of those those mirror images becoming kind of blurred into the same uh, a mirror is kind of why we are getting angry and 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 uh, sorry riled up or excited or reassured or you know whatever adjective you want to fill in the blank with yeah. why it's so easy is is because we have blurred the lines um between who we are and what we believe that's right uh you know without getting too deep into it um a great book called ethics out there and uh i i i i, I won't waste our time trying to translate it because i'm sure the copy i had was uh was blurred somewhere in, in between but um uh, it, it's it, it's awesome to see how nothing's changed since humans first started living together. Yeah. Uh, uh, these same issues have existed when the first walls went up. Uh, this is nothing new, and this is nothing like groundbreaking. It's new on the scale that it's at. That's right. That is that is one hundred percent true. But well, we're not new. No, we're the same. We're and very we the, the same. We have the same brain that we had when we were hunting and gathering yeah. with sticks and twigs. We have not evolved past this. So, first step, everyone. We're monkeys with iPhones. First step, everybody. Take it easy on yourself. That's right. Take it easy. We. Right. I I and I'm saying this so I hear it myself. Um, I need to slow down and relax, and in and. You said it. Your parents have friends that are completely different political spheres. Uh, my parents too. I remember a couple of them would come over, and it's like, how do you know these people? You know, because they went to high school and grew up together, and, and those those are the bonds you keep throughout your life. I mean, I'm sure uh, some of my friends in high school uh, that I, I still talk to, we all don't agree politically and, and socially, which is great. You know, um, we all have we're all vast different people, and we have very different lives and 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 different you know different things happen to get us to where we are today and because we understand that with our friends why don't we push that over to strangers why why do i cut strangers off as soon as they say someone's name mm -hmm. or as soon as they're wearing a particular color or uh, their tie you know like like why why do i cut people off right away and i, I am working on this and getting better because i i would be lying to everyone here if i said i was above this if i said that this never affected me because I, mm -hmm. I learned about it in a couple of paragraphs. Um, I found this amazing, um, amazing uh, research article on, uh, I'll have all the links for everything uh, below. I always do. I always share all my information. Uh, and uh, I, I lost the website now because this is my first day doing this. And uh, Oxford, oh, go on to the top. Yep. Oxford Research Encyclopedias uh, dot com. Uh, you have all, 
you can you can just look up uh, you know, research essays. And it, it's an amazing tool. Most of them are free. Actually, I actually think all of them are free and you can download them. Very cool. I love this idea. Share research yeah. um, it, to everyone. Love it. So uh, the, the article is uh, P- Political Part- Partisanship as Social Identity. And it's, be, it's by uh, Leonie Huddy and Alexa Bankert. Uh, sorry for butchering your names, guys. Uh, I also never really listened on how to read, um, which is a different episode. We'll get to down the road. Anyway, uh, so why might we get invested? Uh, definition of partisanship. We already jumped into that. Uh, the quality of state being partisan, strong, sometimes blind adherence to a particular party, fraction, cause, or person. Uh and right there, I, I can check marks next to all those. I have done every single one of those. Team Edward all the way. Uh, I'm right back there, baby. Right back there. Team Edward. Uh, <laughs> I'm so Team Jacob. I just, I <laughs> you know, I, I, I fucking knew that about you. Damn it. <laughs> Edward is such an abusive, terrible dude. He is. All right. When we look at it, he is a hundred and something years old, right? And he's like dating like a 16 year old in high school. Okay, kind of weird, but uh, I'm I'm there for those cheekbones. Uh, I mean, they're great cheekbones. You can't Edward all the way, baby. Um, uh, Child rape, not all the way. (laughs) Rape children. Wow, hot hot take Uh, on this podcast. If you take anything away from this episode, don't rape children. Yeah. Uh, uh, Serious problem. Uh, Look it up and uh, donate to the proper groups. so what is social identity? It involves a subject sense of belonging to a group, which is eternalized to varying degrees, resulting in individual differences in identity strength and, to, and, the, and the desire to positively distinguish the group from others. Yes, I am this, we are this, and yeah. we are better or above yours. Uh, and in fact, we do that, again, to varying degrees, uh, Especially during a, a election uh, season, uh, people like to so you like to wear shirts, with pins, banners, whatever you want to do to express that they are with this particular group, and there's a sense of belonging with that. Uh, again, uh, we used to pick up our identity with the groups that we hang out with. Um, we've watched this happen throughout history with many major political parties, or uh, like uh, the teetotalers uh, back in the uh, we you know our our job history. Mm-hmm. Uh, is closely connected to that, uh, you know, where where ideology branches into politics enough to change actual legislation, mm-hmm. um, which is amazing. I look at the uh, uh, civil rights movements. Uh, these weren't politics before that. It wasn't politics. And it, we realized, wow, we were skipping an entire uh, part of the population here because we were we had the, the horse blinders on and we were, we were, we were tunnel vision to what we thought was the only way. Mm-hmm. And that only way gets, uh, it gets, the, the foundation of it gets questioned, I think every day by new uh, angles and new, new, new degrees, a new, a new, uh, new uh, I guess, uh, opinions on, on, on how it was built. And mm-hmm. because of that, I think there is a fundamental, uh, uh, urge in all of us to protect what we already had. 
we so it, it's we we dig our heels down if new new information evidence is given to us that hey we were doing something wrong this whole time it's it kind of makes you feel like you're a fool for believing in you know the wrong thing mm-hmm. and so we dig our heels down we're like no 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 this can't be it i'm not going to listen to you i'm going to brush you off uh i'm going to make this you know i'm going to come in you know label this uh, fake information or whatever and and we're just going to move on from there Okay. I think that that also has kind of uh, put us in, into the into the place that we're at today, where we have to defend what we know, what what we what we thought. Um, uh, making change and growth exponentially more slower than 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 it could be if if everyone was more open to the idea. And I guess the what the question I'm going to try and throw to you at throw to you is. Uh, what, what, what do you, what in your life did you, did you find out the way to do to, 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 to accept change or that you were wrong, basically what, where, where have you experienced this or how? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that is a great question. Um, I, so, uh, Trying to think, there's a couple good examples. I'm trying to think of like what the best illustration of it is. But I guess I would say, I mean, I've always been somebody who, or tried to always be somebody that was less interested in having been right and was way more interesting in, in interested in being right at the end of the day, right? Which is to say that I'm less interested in fighting to preserve the thing that I already believed coming into a conversation because like winning a debate is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Whereas entering a debate with the idea of honest conversation, hoping to learn something and, and maybe even change your mind, right? This is the thing in this country we have trouble with. And, and so for me, like for instance, one, um, one issue, uh, when I was really, really young, here's just like a really strange uh, example, but when I was, when I was really, really, when I was young, um, it, was a, it was pretty popular amongst my friends. I'm talking like eight, nine years old, whatever, right? Um, to use the word gay, as uh, yes. not to, again, not to get overly political. Perfect, but perfect but example. To use the word "gay" to mean uh, that something was stupid or to mean that something was lame. Less than, right? Lame. Exactly, lame. And I remember um, having an uh, older cousin who uh, I didn't know at the time, uh, but at, later on found out uh, was gay, and uh, told me that like I shouldn't use that word because it is hurtful. Yes. To people who are, are gay, and the thing is, even as an eight, nine year old. I, I loved gay people. Like I had gay people in my life. And I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, you don't understand. Like, it, I, I don't mean it that way, right? I don't, I don't mean gay in that. I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm just using a word in a different way. Context, right? Exactly. But they explained to me, and, and I, I now explain this to other people, um, to the point where I have one of my best friends who actually teaches a class at Rutgers University. That is the, the name of the class is That's So Gay. And it talks about language and the power that language has in sort of like the collective unconscious or the zeitgeist. Yeah, there it is. I always get it in. Uh, I'll put it in quotes. I'll put it in quotes right here. <laughs> but, but the point is that like, while you may not, and this is this is the hard thing, right? This is where complexity comes in. And this is where, and this gets back to something I wanted to say about you, what you were saying before too, which is we have trouble changing our minds, right? It's hard when you find out that you, something you've said or done perhaps is wrong, might even be hurting people. Your initial reaction is to deny it because you know, or you believe at least at your core, that you are a good person and your intention was not to hurt someone, right? That might be very true, right? Your intention wasn't to hurt someone. You may not have 
uh, you know, homophobic thoughts or feeling, but you are participating in a behavior or an action that, again, perhaps unbeknownst to you, if more people in a society are using this word in this way, even if each of them individually doesn't mean it the way that, you know, they don't mean it hurtfully, that creates a culture where people who are gay have to walk around in the world and hear part of their identity being yes. in a derogatory way, right? And so Ugh. it's this it's this changing of your mindset that my intention does matter, right? Your intention matters to whether or not you are a, a good or bad person, I suppose, in, in the moment. Um, but it but it doesn't always matter to whether your actions are good or bad. You can have really good intentions and be doing a terrible thing. You can have terrible intentions and be doing a positive thing, right? There are people who do really charitable things for totally selfish, ego-driven reasons, but like it's still ultimately healthy, right? So like, so for me, that was a big shift in, in the way that I thought about the way that I used language and just the way that I thought about my behavior in general, which is I know who I am and what I believe and how I feel about people, but there are times where I've learned my actions and my language don't always reflect the way that I want them to. And, and so I, I'm constantly trying to look inward and also ask others around me, hey, where, where do you see things that I'm doing and saying that are not, that maybe seem counterproductive or might be hurtful to some, um, to those who, again, are most marginalized, who, who society doesn't always look out for. Um, and just one last thought on this is, what I will also say in this idea is that you were talking about it is hard for all of us to, to change our minds about something because it hurts our ego and it hurts our pride to admit that we've been wrong at all. And especially if it's something that like, you know, when, when we're talking about really important like human identity sort of issues where if I realize that I've done something that is like offensive or, or like oppressive even on some level, even if it's minutely oppressive to someone else's identity, mm -hmm. that is a hard thing to have to swallow, right? That is a hard thing to have to come to terms with within myself. And I will, however, I will also say one thing, another thing that's happening on the opposite side of this is there is now a, a, a movement that is saying, we, we now have decided on the internet that we know the truth. We know, we know all the language that is hurtful. We know all of the behavior that is hurtful. And, and I don't even necessarily disagree with a lot of the arguments that that side is making. But what I will say is that if you want people to change their minds about these things, if you want people to evolve and to, and to realize that the behaviors are hurting people, you're not going to get there by demonizing them. You're not going to get there by saying, just because you partake in this one behavior that may be bad, that does not make you a bad person at your core. Because as soon as you do that, as soon as I'm yelling at you and dismissing everything you say and everything you do based on one behavior or one mm -hmm. idea, now we can't have a conversation because now we are mortal enemies, right? And so it, one thing I'm always telling people, I would say on my side perhaps, is uh, you have to, and I'm not religious, but I use this sort of analogy, you have to love the sinner and hate the sin, right? You have to acknowledge that the behavior is the problem, right? The action is the problem, but that the person perpetuating that probably, if you really talk to them and get to know them at their core, yep. is probably not a terrible yeah. racist homophobic person. They are a product of their environment or whatever. And, and they too can learn and probably want to, but only if you don't hurt their ego so much that they're unable to see your point. And, and again, yeah. I get, this is hard for people, so that, especially when you are the person who your identity is being personally attacked by that person. I can understand you're, you're saying, I shouldn't have to be responsible 
for coddling this person when they've spent years saying and doing these things, like basically attacking who I am. And I say, that's true. You owe them nothing. But you have to ask yourself, I think, just because I, if you understand human behavior, you have to ask yourself, do you want to be right and, 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 and sort of like get off on yelling at the person who's wrong or which is fair right that's the thing is, i understand that impulse yeah. i've done that most of my life most of my friends I'll tell you this, i was not with most of my friends i grew up with i was on the other side and spent many days yelling at them for things they didn't necessarily deserve to be like. but but do you, is it more important to be right or is it more important to try and forward the movement by allowing those difficult conversations to happen and giving enough grace to say I, I might vehemently disagree with what you do or say, and I, it might even make me feel gross kind of about who you are on some level because I come from where I come from, but, but I see your humanity and I know your humanity. And so I believe that if we can find common ground and not just yell at each other and demonize each other, that their progress can be made. And it's difficult because it means that you have, to, you have to forgive some of the maybe terrible things that have been done and said, and it, but that doesn't make you part of that problem just to yeah. allow someone to have lived it and we have to give each other the ability to say hey i was wrong and i am changing my mind yeah. and that is a hard thing for anyone to do and hard and some fall. credit some credit needs to be given to that person even though the thing they were doing before might have been kind of horrible but right but they're gonna stay horrible if you don't give them the opportunity to be better and so yeah that's that's where i feel like we're missing the mark right now in society and i think the internet is the thing that is mostly Hurting causing it because it makes it doesn't give us the time and the space to have difficult substantial conversations like you and i are having right now this is where these things happen the internet where we and texting in these short little tidbits it's it's all sensationalism and we only get these hyper fake versions of each other and so we just demonize each other uh and at the end of the day it's all about the money in the end yeah. of the day the people who profit off of this are the people who benefit from us being highly emotional and not critically thinking right when we turn our brains off and we let our emotions run wild advertisers win the day and so at the end of the day like that's what i would say is follow the money and know that everyone is human give some people some grace and have a real conversation don't try and win a debate have a an honest to god conversation and you'll be surprised oh yeah somebody you thought based on what they who they voted for was a monster not a monster they don't really yeah. exist monsters aren't out there no, no, uh, fucking well done, well, well, fucking thought out and 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 put, uh, and that's that's exactly what I I, I wanted to hear today. Um, remember, you are probably more biased than you actually think you are. Right. Uh, I like to believe that I I I have a non-biased view, and it's very biased. It's very corrupted, and I mean that in a positive way because right. I keep myself. And this is me. I keep myself in a weird kind of bubble that YouTube also helps keep me in too. Uh, before this uh, episode went underway, uh, I, I went through a little detox. Uh, I stopped watching late night TV. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching um, like John Oliver, uh, John, uh, 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 Stephen Colbert. I was going to say John Stewart. I'm like, whoa, I'm going to date myself real quick. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but I, yeah, Seth Meyers. Um, Jimmy Kimmel, I stopped watching late night TV because it is, it is obviously when you look at it, uh, leaning more in one direction than another direction politically. Yeah. And all the jokes and all the news stories and everything kind of revolves around that nightmare. And where, you know, uh, you know uh, uh, Conan, uh, Conan O'Brien, 
kind of doesn't do that. He kind of always sticks pure out. Silliness. He's his pure silliness, which makes his show, I think, far superior than everything else. But these other shows are also, they're also, uh, uh, they're, they're hitting that, the, the cheat code to viewership, yes. which is keeping it political, keep them angry, emotionally invested. Uh, partisanship makes you emotionally invested in, 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 in what party you, you are with. And when we are vulnerable, when we allow ourselves to feel and give our love to something and that's questioned or, or could possibly be hurting someone else, you're right. We drop back into our, into our fundamentals of who we are. I would never want to hurt somebody. I would never want to do that. So you have to be wrong. You, your information has to be wrong to me because I'm a good person. I pay my taxes, God damn it. I, I don't need to do a charity last week. Like you gotta be kidding me. And that is, that's the hard pill to swallow that you, I, I will say this right here. I'm wrong. I'm wrong right now. I'm doing something wrong and I don't know it because it hasn't been brought to my attention yet. And what, what the, the, the learning curve here is to expect that and accept it. And once you accept that you're wrong, Dude, that's it. I feel like there's nothing else can hurt you ever. Once you accept that you are a human mm -hmm. and I am a forever student, I take the stoic uh, philosophy. I mm -hmm. constantly want to learn. I constantly want to be told and brought new information. I will gladly listen to experts or, or, or people that in, in the field of, of study or science, whatever. You know, that's, that's who I seek out for information. That's, that's what I like. Um, and, and going back to the late night uh, bit, I dropped it for uh, I dropped it about a month a month ago before this episode. I I had this talk with you months ago. I'm like, oh, we're gonna have you. And I guess a joke I threw out political politics, and I, I I took it home and I loved it. But I realized how angry I was and how it, I would probably need to to detox myself. So as an experiment, I, I stopped late night uh, TV. Uh, amazing. Fucking mm -hmm. amazing. I stopped watching clippets on fucking YouTube about anything political vice news. Mm -hmm. No vice news for Sean because no. instantly I'm emotionally invested. Instantly I'm, I'm like, how the fuck could you do this to somebody else? Yeah. And instantly at 9 a.m. in the morning, I'm fucking like my heart's palpitating. I'm sweating yeah. and I'm angry. I'm angry for now the rest of the day. I'm going to let a two minute YouTube video dictate how I feel the rest of the day. I mean, that mm -hmm. sounds nuts, right? But that's what, that's what was happening. Yeah. That's what was, that's where I was, especially after the pandemic. Uh, I, I was taken out of my, my job, which is talking to people, getting that, that diversity. And I was put into my home and yeah. I was stuck in my home with my videos yeah. that quickly snowballed into a political nightmare yeah. that my partner will tell you about in vivid detail, especially when you meet her. And it, it's amazing how I can now look back on it and see it and go, wow, that's kind of embarrassing and funny, but how long I've been bouncing in that my entire life. And now kind of taking myself out of the picture a little bit. It's, you know, I, I, I can breathe the fresh air. I feel, I feel, I feel revitalized and fresh. Uh, yeah. Also second takeaway, try new things, people. It's fun. That's right. Um, always. And, uh, and so I, I, I also want to share this. I want to share that, disconnecting myself doesn't mean I don't know what's happening in the world because right. I honestly right. never really know what's happening in the, cause I'm only so, so focused on what a couple people 
what their opinions are and how it's how it's going to affect me. So I, I rarely think about how it's going to affect people on the other side of the country, let alone on the other side of the world. Right. I don't know what's happening to people on the other side of the state and how voting in New York City affects voting in Buffalo. Those are two different fucking worlds, but one controls the other. And it, to, to be pulled out of it, everyone, I feel great. I, I recommend a detox for everyone. It's, it's very toxic. Uh, the, the clickbait and article world and the YouTube algorithm that, that keeps us in these thought bubbles. Um, and I have a sticky note on yeah. my mirror in my bathroom every morning. And it just says screens are lying to you. And it's because I, I had that same yeah. thing during the pandemic. Hell I yeah, have dude. A, I used to, in my basement, I bought like a cheap, like, like, you know, like a classroom, like projector screen and a cheap projector to like yeah, watch. Yeah. 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 I heard this. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But during the pandemic, <laughs> Like I see, like you, I was away from being in food and community and around people, and I was just locked in my house. And I would spend hours sitting watching news in like eighty-four inches, <laughs> right? Like, and I was losing my mind. And 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 I'm and sorry, I finally, I'm not because I agree. No, it's hilarious because it's insane. <laughs> but this the thing is, here's the thing is, I don't think this is uncommon. And the thing is, even if you're not doing it in that big, we have these screens in our pocket. Like we're constantly on screens. And the thing that we've learned is that screens there's a lot of uh power and money to be gained by views right that's the new that's the new currency really right like mm -hmm. the dollar and gold like it's basically already outdated but really the new currency is attention paying from i, I want your attention if i can what get your attention there's money to be made yep and pe people through media whether it's the news media whether it is social media we are all learning that there is power of money and fame to be had from getting attention. And we are quickly realizing that there are pretty easy, the easiest ways to do that are to sell yourself sexually in some way, right? Sex sells, yep. violent sells, anger sells, right? So these are, like you said, these are the cheat codes. And so it is inevitable that those are the things that are going to rise to the top because we are human and we are drawn to those things. And we're also all participating now in this like group like who can get the most famous by doing and saying and looking the most outrageous. Yeah. And it's just like this weird, we're all in this like weird reality show competition yeah. now. Um, and we're all fully absorbed by it. And we all feel terrible about ourselves. Like go talk to <laughs> everybody. Everybody is projecting their best versions of themselves online and feeling like their worst versions of themselves every yeah. day. Like yeah. this is the, and the thing is we don't have to, we don't, we can beat them because I used to tell, when I was teaching, I used to tell my students, I dare you, I dare you, pick one day a week, leave your phone at home. One day, one day, one day a month. Do one it's day amazing. a month. Spend one full it's day without a phone and see what it does. And students, like, you know, I was only a little bit older than them, but I remember, because I had a childhood before a cell phone. So I remember what the world was before we were all connected all the time. And there is value in being connected, but there's also a lot of value that I think we forget about in in being disconnected and being in Engaged. touch with like who yeah. you are as a human and yeah. who you are just in your present space. I mean, it's like you said, like, you know, we can't, when I was growing up, people always used to say like, eat your food, there are starving kids in Africa, which also has like a weird tone to it. But, but the point is you knew that there are people starving in the world, but you didn't see it. So like that hopefully motivated you to eat. And now, now we see it. Now you see those starving people every day, <laughs> all day. And so- uh. It is hard. It's hard not to feel more emotional about it and want to do more. So I think that in some ways it's positive because there is more desire to fix these problems than there ever has been before. But I also think 
for our emotional well-beings, we all now live, like now all of us are like, you're a bad person in the eyes of the internet. If you are not constantly working on some sort of like saving the world constantly (laughs) fighting systemic racism if you're not constantly fighting for trans right if you're not constantly doing these things which again i would argue are all valuable things to fight for but like this is a new paradigm right this is a new mode where we are all performing for each other constantly all the time like all the time and you are perceived by what you are doing at every moment and that's a lot of pressure on all of us that i don't think any of us want or deserve and so it's like you said we all need to relax no. We all need to give each other a little grace and take and, and take some time. Yes, there's urgency to a lot of these things, but like at the end of the day, you have to remember that you can do a lot as a person, right? You don't unagency yourself, but you can do a lot, but you also can only do so much. And like, don't you can't wake up every day with the weight of the world on your shoulders because I've done that. I've tried. I've tried like waking up and telling myself like if I can like I. I, I won't fix the problems if I don't try. So like I owe it to the world to try, which yeah. I think is a lovely idea. Exactly. But you lose yourself in that. It's easy to lose yourself in that point. And so you gotta, you gotta find that balance and you gotta, you gotta know that like, it is not as dire as all of these screens want you to think because at the end of the day, they're selling you ads. Jimmy Kimmel is selling you ads. <laughs> Facebook is selling you ads. And again, yeah, they're all, there's value in all of them, but but at the end of the day, the thing that drives most of their, their motivation is, is, is the dollar. And not, again, like I said, not even the dollar, it's the view, it's the attention because yeah. that, is, that is the currency. I can, I can tell you honestly, from watching Jimmy Kimmel, I'm not even a huge fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it just would always come on after one of the other shows. And uh, I don't even think he believes half the shit he says because it's, he, remember he has 20 writers or 12 writers uh, same with all these shows. It's, it's you're hearing different opinions. You're hearing seven yeah. different opinions actually come across the screen, but you're taking it as one person's opinion. Right. And we, we kind of do that same thing to us. We're taking in all these other opinions and, and we, we're building our identity, ourself from these opinions without doing the research into where it comes from, uh, where, where did those thoughts originally branch from? And I'm not saying go into and figure out the, 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 the tree of your language and figure out where everything has come from. But I strongly encourage fact-checking and questioning uh, all your sources and all the information that, that you really hold near and dear to your heart as, 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 and, and that you are tied to emotionally. Um, I know it was one thing I struggled with uh, and I beat myself up over and got angry with uh, was when a couple of my friends changed their pronouns. And mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was very difficult for me to, to overnight switch. And this was uh, well into the 2010s. So instant change, instant gratification was the way of the way of the world. Yep. You have to change tonight. God damn it. Yep. And I couldn't do that. And it would slip. And my other friend would like, give me the wide eyes every time it would slip. And it was just like, Oh my God, it would make me cripple inside. Like I am, I am doing horrible deeds here and I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to offend my friends by, by mislabeling them. I really don't. I want to respect you so much. It's the way I was taught to speak that I have to redirect. And that happens. How long does it take for a child to speak you know, coherently. Yeah. I mean, we're in school for 10 years. 
I never passed an English class a day in my life ever, <laughs> but I, you know, it, and it's these kind of things that, that's, that, that used to scare me, that used to hold me back. And I, in fact, I would look for different words and just call you by your name because right. that was easier for me. Yep. And, 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 you know, again, we, we, we look for the, our brain, humans are lazy creatures. We, our brains are always looking for shortcuts and ways right. to get around situations. Um, and, and group identifying and, 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 and something like that is that that's connected in there too. We, we, we quickly identify with groups and people and, and this is how we make our, ourself. And mm-hmm. when that gets, again, time back in, when that gets questioned or, or confronted with, I understand that frustration. I understand that, 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 that wall that we put up uh, emotionally and kind of physically, you know, by, by putting distance between the people that you don't want to hear from or be offended by. And you're going to be offended all the time. It doesn't matter. People are going to offend you. Just know that they probably aren't aiming to offend you. Right. And a couple of them are. And, you, you, you know, you got to take that with a grain of salt, too. Some people are out there to offend you, and they are angry. But, again, that's also something that they are suffering with themselves. That's right. They're and that comes have, from some insecurity that they have, gotta, some trauma that they have. And it doesn't justify the thing that they're doing to you. But that's the no, thing. No, it's like, no, 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 no. It's yes. hard. You ha- right. But, but it, 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 does, it does help you remember to see their humanity, right? Again, it's that same thing of I can vehemently despise the action itself. And still, at the same time, hold two truths to be true. I can still hold that that person who might be doing this terrible thing or saying this terrible thing is a person. And I, just from experience, know that there's a decent chance that the reason they're saying this terrible thing or doing this terrible thing is because they themselves have been a, a victim of some terrible thing, right? Again, not a justification, no. but an explanation that allows you to go beyond the, the seeing that and just going, that's a monster, we need to, we need to like rid ourselves. Cause this is the thing, like, here's the thing. And this is a hard, I, I, let's get into this. Cause I, I'm curious about your thought on this. Cause this, this is something that most people don't agree with me on, but I have trouble. Like, so, you know, um, somebody will uh, kill somebody, right? There'll be like a news story where somebody goes into a, a store and shoots a bunch of people off, yeah. right? Whatever yeah. it is, terrible, awful. And then on the news, they will refer to that person almost exclusively as, you know, murderer, jo- whatever his name is, or their names, right? Murderer this, you know, a terrorist this, and- um, Armed and gunman, like, yeah. Well, even that, even that's a little better, because at least that's just sort of like a description of, of what they were in the moment. No, but you're so, right. They label, they label, they label and, it right away, yeah. And, and the thing is, and everybody, they get a bunch of panelists, and they all sit around, and they say, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, this mon- this, th- and they will uh, call people this monster, this, this demon, obviously this person is full of rage and hate, and, and the thing is, it, it's this weird, uh, it's like this almost like we have to vilify. feel so bad for the victims, yeah. which of course we should feel bad for the victims, but like, I just, it's hard for me not to see everyone as a victim to some extent, honestly, because yeah. I, I understand that hurt people hurt people. That's, that's the end of the day. And so like, yes, did this person murder? Yeah, of course they did. Like if, if we know that to be true, then that is true. So they, they own that adjective, but it's, I always feel bad for people who now, you know, are on a national, everyone in the country knows who they are and they know them by this one, 
label. So now all we see them as is a murderer. They are also perhaps a son and a brother and a friend. And they have also done good things in their lives. And they have also helped people almost certainly, right? Yeah. And so, and again, none of those- We're good vilifying, things, yeah. We're vilifying evil actions. And, and that's the thing, we, we love to lift the evil and forget the good. And and again, I that's just human nature because when we see the actions that are so sort of abhorrent that it's hard for most of us to sort of like comprehend them, it be, it's much easier. Because here's the thing, here's the reality of it, is when you hear that somebody murders somebody, this is the thing I hear people say all the time. I don't know how somebody could do that, right? And again, I think that's honest. I think a lot of people look at it and yeah. go, I can't, I right? can't imagine myself doing that. But I'm like, yeah, but that's because you live the life you live and you have you know, enough people around you who love you and you have enough resources, whatever it is, you, you are the person you are and good for you and lucky for you and on your own work as well. But like, it's hard for you to comprehend it because you live the life you live. My guess is if you lived the life that person lived, you'd fully understand how that could happen because it's not that that human is a different kind of human than you, right? We're not like all these different, like you're the good one and I'm the bad one. We're all pretty similar, I think, when you get down to human action and intent. What's different is our circumstances. And so if you can try, and this is empathy, right? If you can try and understand the circumstances by which that person came there, again, it doesn't necessarily justify the action, but no. I think we'd all be better off if we could, rather than just immediately vilifying and writing this person off as some demon that needs to be cast off the earth, right? Because that doesn't help us when the next person no. is going to do that thing. Our jails are have, full. <laughs> exactly. We don't, we aren't able to have the conversation about this is my thing is I am a murderer, right? I've never killed anybody. And I, I, I don't have any belief or desire to kill anybody, but I, I refuse to walk through life and, and pretend that I don't have the capacity to do that. Right. Because I understand that if any human being has the capacity to do it, then all human beings have the capacity. Yeah. And that's, that's a hard reality to come it to. Sucks. That's a hard thing to have to, to yeah. deal with yourself, to understand that you hold all of the demons, that you possess them, and you may never meet them. And God bless, hopefully most of us won't. But but, but we all possess them. And, and it is unfair of us to see someone who is facing those demons and, and identify them only as that demon and to decide that they are that demon and to, and to label them as that demon and then to treat them as though they are a demon themselves. Um, and again, that's a hard thing because a lot of people are like now you're like you're trying to defend murderers and like no. yeah yeah but you're going from one yeah you're just going to an extreme answer you're just going to and again that what you just said you're trying to defend murderers like yeah. that's 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 clickbait that's 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 an, a, that's a, a that's something that you are already emotionally invested in no yeah. no one likes murderers right no. so we have to make that the worst thing in the world and I, I murder is horrible I. I don't think it's there's ever a clean cut answer. Uh, you I don't just care said, how many people hate this podcast. Yeah, because we are anti murder. You I, know what? I, we're gonna we're not scared I, to say I, it. I will I will I will keep my guns here until I am <laughs> until I am shown that murder is the only way to go That's about right. life. That's and uh, I'm sure there's some politicians that would agree with that. But um, no. Uh, uh, fuck. Uh, uh, we. we I personally have have always uh, first of all been against murder, but I've always tried to look at so to tie, to kind of go back a step. Um, we we were all raised on the golden rule, correct? Which is I tell me what the golden rule is. Uh, do unto others as uh, as they do unto you. Like treat others the way you treat want to be treated. Yes, yes, exactly, exactly, exactly. 
And uh, I think that narrative is false. That is the, the wrong way to look at life. Again, this is my this is, a, this is an opinion here. I learned another rule uh, not too long ago called the platinum rule, which is treat others the way they want to be treated, which I, I think is because is, because when you say treat me the treat I'll treat you the way I want to be treat, treated says that only the way you want to be treated is the right way. Right. And again, that's how I want to be treated. It doesn't matter at all to how you want to be treated. So why should I, you know, respect, of course, but I, I think that that's a failed philosophy, a failed philosophy. And um, treat other the way, the way they want to be treated, I think is, is the, again, one of the, one of the few takeaways from this episode. And that, that, I think comes down into murderers too. And, and people that are, that are suffering from their own demons that make more demons possible. Um, humans, we only do this with the only, only creature that does this to ourselves with the only, I mean, only creature on earth right now that, that sensationalizes all the evil and dark deeds. And we hold ourselves up to this invisible pedestal mm-hmm. of values that, cannot be corrupted. And when like, like a, a founding figure of our society is found to be corrupted of these values and ideals, we, 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 we cancel them out completely and shut it down. Uh, this, this happens to, to individuals in our lives too. I have mm-hmm. had conversations and I'm sure you have had too with some friends that you thought you guys were solid friends, but as soon as it got political or into uh, a, a, a hot topic, as you will, mm-hmm. uh, like, like abortion or the death, the execution shit, you know, hot topic debates that you've gotten heated and now no longer talk to that person. Uh, I, again, will admit that uh, I've, I've been in these conversations with a couple people and it got, it got political or it got intense. And I got flustered and like deleted the whole conversation, but never went back to apologize for the way I acted and treated them mm-hmm. uh, during that exchange. You know, I, I, that doesn't mean that I agree with your, with your thoughts and your philosophies and your way of life, but everyone deserves that respect and admiration upfront <clears throat> before, you know, having to align it with a political ideology right. or, or social group. And I, 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 what technology has brought up to us again and time and time again is, is how easy it is to forget that, how easy it is to, because we're, we're constantly confirmed every 10 minutes yeah. on our beliefs and our ideals and how we feel. Google, yeah. your, news, your news feed is also famous for doing this, Google. You mm-hmm. fucked me up, man. Mm-hmm. You keep me in the same fucking loop. So mm-hmm. uh, Google was also one of the things I, I cut uh, this past month. Uh, excellent, guys. Fucking yeah. do it. But um, yeah, uh, you're right. Uh, me personally, I do think everyone deserves a chance to be heard and understood, not criticized or, or castrated or, or ostracized from, from society. You know, we're so quick to get even. And, yes. you know, that's, that, that's, that's half the fight of, you know, uh, why you get angry when, when, when people question your, your political allegiance or your ideals. You, you have to protect what's yours, your group. So we still have this, this, this evolutionary protection clause in our DNA that we have to protect our social groups. Okay. And we're, we're putting this over the entire world now, okay. especially Americans. We are, we are very good at, at putting 
our blanket over the world and thinking there's only one way of life and that's the American way of life. Mm -hmm. And I can show you plenty of studies and, and articles and, and videos that have convinced me that that's incorrect and that, you know, American quality of life is suffering compared to uh, Denmark or uh, the, the UK or even Canada. They're right there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, life expectancy is down, mm-hmm. quality of life is down, education mm-hmm. levels are down, birth rates are down. It looks like we're plateauing. Meanwhile, we're getting more poor and we're getting richer. And, you know, right there, I, 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 hit, a, I hit a couple hot topics that you can all sprout out into different directions of how you're right and you're wrong. Uh, the beauty and the miracle about this planet is, is how small it is but how big it is and how big it is to us. Humans are so, so, so tiny. Our minds are so, so little, but they are so wonderful and how versatile they are. I gave up, um, I, 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 uh, ego, sorry. I stopped eating red meat about a couple of weeks ago. Just has a fun joke. And that already turned into some way, how a way I, I describe myself. You know, I give it red meat, you know, like, boom, like that, that turns into a pillar of who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's only been a, a week. How is this a pillar? It's been a week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's a fingernail clipping. It's not a <laughs> pillar of my identity, nor should I take that with a flag and, 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 and criticize you for, for having a meat lover's pizza. Like it's amazing how quickly our brains make that shortcut into, well, this has to be me. This has to be my foundation. No, I'm telling you, it's not. You have to, you have to look past this, look at the people. All of our foundations are basically the same. I want to be loved and I want to give love. It's so simple. It starts in the womb or the test tube, wherever you came from. I guess maybe that's the test tube. Uh, eh, We'll get into that. Anyway, um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's very, very, uh, I'm, uh, e- I won't say easy, but it's, 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 we all just want to have the very simple, easy, non-complicated way to live. We want to be comfortable. Yeah. We want to be kept dry most of the time. Yeah. Warm, fed. Yeah. yeah. We all have Love. the same, we all have the same wants and foundations. Yeah. It's everything piled on top of that, that we have been convinced slowly as society has grown they are, it needs to be attached to this. It needs to have this attached to it. And there's no other way about it. And that's a house of cards, man. It looks like it's a sturdy, solid structure, but it can be, it can blow over at any moment. And you have to be, you have to be willing to accept that and to let go of toxic ideas or, or, or government way of thinking like uh, healthcare, you know, it's such a quick, easy, hot topic of, of, you know, why can't, I'm pretty sure everybody is in favor for universal healthcare. Not many people out there uh, are, oh, no, 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 the quality of the doctors will go down or whatever the fight will be. And I'm sorry, I didn't mean to make that seem like a, a crazy, uh, that is that could be a valid excuse. Maybe the doctor quality could go down. Again, without getting into too heavily into to opinions here, mm-hmm. I do think we all think healthcare is very important right there. Right. So we all agree that healthcare is important. You know, should someone go into debt because of healthcare? 
Right. I'm pretty sure we're all on the same page. Well, no, that sounds no. kind of dumb. Right. Yeah. So should that person not be allotted health, you know, health services because they are financially in a bad spot because a pandemic, they lost their job, which was attached their insurance. You know, yeah. you have to put in all the, all the, you know, all, you have to draw out the entire graph of why is this person or is this particular idea here and where it is. And we said this in the beginning, looking past someone's face and the color of their tie and their shoes, there is a person who is just like you. In fact, I'm telling you, their DNA is 99.9999999 identical to yours. That's right. it's, a, it's a couple chromosome differences and maybe not even chromosome differences. It's, we are all humans and we have to remember that and respect each other. There's a, we mentioned one thing uh, I have a couple tools here, uh, a couple uh, bullet points on how to, in the future, when you start getting angry and, and, and you have to say your opinion, I have a couple uh, tools on, to, on how to alleviate that pressure and make it easier. Now, uh, we've already said a couple of them uh, throughout this episode accidentally, which is amazing because uh, that shows you how, you know, I think obvious it might be or not, not obvious. Um, the first point and you can, you can tie in whenever you want with these. Sure. Uh, remember, you are more biased than you think. Mm-hmm. When you encounter new information, make the effort to push through your initial intuition. Now, what that means is when you hear something and it triggers you into, into oh, no, 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 you can't, you can't label that. You can't do that. But, or, you know, no, 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 this is, this, is, this is tradition and like a right of the country. You can't change that. Uh, push through that initial reaction, that initial intuition that says it's wrong. Push through that and try and actually listen in between the lines of what the person is trying to say. I know a lot of people that have voiced a certain opinion uh, that have honestly meant something completely different than what the opinion turned out to say. Mm -hmm. And they don't know. Some people don't know. I don't know. So pushing past that, hearing them out, you can then encourage fact-checking and questioning in this exchange or in your social groups. I know a lot of my social groups, people like to read headlines and take that as their opinion. Uh, I hear it a lot in my workplace. And I, I do question, right, I, without making it a confrontational and belittling, that's the biggest thing. We can't belittle people, but without belittling them, be like, I, I, I think you should honestly look back into that statement, uh, find some sources that you think are correct. And I would still question that. Always question where this idea is coming from. Is this mine and how is it affecting others? Um, mm-hmm. That I think that's, that's really important. And uh, I, I encourage a couple of uh, the, the people that I, I, have, I have worked with to to actually, you know, seriously fact check what you're saying, because you're just repeating one of those talking heads on TV and you're, it's kind of Orwellian, you know, almost it's like the, the 15 minutes of hate. We get that 24 hours a day. And when I hear it repeated to me, I always kind of stop the conversation. I'm like, well, how about you just, you know, and, and I know you've been with me when I've had a couple of drinks where that goes away and Mm -hmm. my opinion is only clear and present, Mm -hmm. but I'm always constantly working on that. And I, right now, I just admitted, I am flawed. I fuck it up. I am not perfect yet, but I'm working on it. 
And that's, that's the difference. If you're trying to not just accept it and acknowledge it, but correct it. So it's easier for everyone around you. Yeah. Um, and the next point I kind of wanted to make uh, with, with, with these tips uh, is affirming the values of the person you are talking with. Now we've already yeah. said this. Yeah. Uh, we are all the same people. I know we are. History has proven that we are. Uh, a lot of beautiful and amazing things have happened from humanity. We've got through a lot of shit. Look at the Black Death. I encourage anyone to just do a quick research into the Black Death. And you thought this pandemic was bad. Oh my God. Just go one month in the Black Death. That happened for like a decade. It, it yeah. went away. It came back. It went away again. Truly, that was during the Hundred Year War. Uh, between England and France. Like it was death. Everyone died. <laughs> like one in three people were dead within a month. It was crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, yes, uh, I think we're all the same people. We all, again, I'm just kind of repeating stuff now, hmm. but uh, affirming the values for the person you're talking to. I think that's, that's extremely Jeez. important. And then framing your opinion or your thought or your question in their language. Um, I, yeah, I have failed every language class I've ever been in because I don't know how to speak anyone else's language. I know mine and what works for me. Uh, do you have a thought on that? You That's my really biggest excited. You that was really my excited. Biggest, that was my biggest, <laughs> my biggest tip is, so one thing, one thing that I've learned, and, and again, I, I do the same thing where I go off the rails and just start spouting opinions as well, but, but I find it's more effective when I'm talking to someone I disagree with one of the best first things you can do is before you even, if they, especially if like they start the conversation by kind of voicing an opinion out of nowhere that you didn't expect that you don't agree with. Before you just go no and voice your opinion, mm -hmm. you know, we're just <laughs> yelling at each other, which again, I am very so guilty. So easy, <laughs> so easy. Very guilty. But one of the, if you can try and remember, take a breath. And often what I have found is in the same way of like affirming that, like starting by saying, hey, you know, like I know that we both, we both want, ultimately out of this conversation, we both believe that children should be alive, right? Like, let's start there. Let's start with something we agree on. But after that, ask a question. And specifically, ask a question. Ask them to define a word in their opinion that is essential to that opinion, right? Because this is a large part, I think, sometimes I think we disagree, we think we disagree on yeah. opinion. We yeah. think we have opposite opinions. But the reality is, <laughs> we're just, we're just using uh, a singular word in very different ways. And if we can realize that we just have different connotations or different understandings or definitions of what that word means. Um, and again, I'm not going to even get into this topic, but yeah. for, uh, just for yeah. as good, for instance, we'll save it. <laughs> crit critical race theory, right? Again, I'm not here to talk about that, but my no. point is I use that because that's a very, that's a, that's a phrase that is flying around a lot right now on both sides, yeah, right? It really it's flying is. around all over the place. And one thing I've started realizing pretty early on is when you talk to people about critical race theory, there are like eight definitions of what critical race theory is. And so people are yelling at each other about critical race theory. But the thing is, they're yelling past each other because they don't even have a common definition of what this is. And, and yeah. so if you can start there, first of all, by asking a question and not just espousing your opinion, it shows that you value what this person thinks. So that makes them more comfortable and not want to yell at you. Um, <laughs> it shows that you are listening and paying attention. And it also allows them to elaborate and A, Hopefully you come to, uh, you find some common definition of the word, which then moving forward makes not arguing way easier. Because once you understand, once we both agree on what this thing means, 
at least now we can still disagree, but at least now we know what we're talking about. And another thing that I have found is a lot of those definitions of say critical race theory or whatever it may be, they come from the internet and they come from media. So they are intentionally bad definitions given to people in order to make them angry. And so what's interesting is sometimes you'll ask somebody to define an important phrase or, or like kind of big idea. And even just in the act of trying to define it for you, they realize, oh, you know what? I, I kind of <laughs> don't even really know what this yeah. means. I know I'm angry about it. I know I'm supposed to be angry about supposed it. Supposed to be angry, but yeah. They'll, they'll mumble about it. And then they realize, and what's interesting is sometimes you don't even have to prove your point to them. You don't even have to tell them they're wrong. Sometimes just by forcing them to go further into talking about what they think, if they haven't actually researched it, then they will realize that they are not necessarily wrong, but they'll realize, oh, I guess maybe, maybe I don't know enough to be yelling at a stranger about this, right? And then maybe you have the opportunity to say, well, actually, I have done a little research. I do think I know what this means. And like, maybe we can kind of find some common ground and maybe we can, maybe we can actually kind of agree on this on some level by the end of this conversation. Exciting, so, you know, yeah. <laughs> miscommunication is often, I would say, I talk this in my communications class a lot, is a lot of times when you're having an argument, you're not actually arguing about the idea, you're just arguing about a word. And mm -hmm. if you can just redefine the word, you'll realize that you actually believe basically the yeah. same thing. You just had a different opinion on what the word. Hell yeah. Actually, I, I to, to plug myself here, I actually had an episode on accurate communication. Yes, or, you did. Or, uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And, uh, and Go back I, and listen yeah, to that one. Yeah, I, I didn't dive deep enough into that. And that's the beautiful thing about this uh, show is everything, every conversation is, is left open. Uh, I, I never think it's one way forever, which is why I wanted to bring this topic in because again, who I am is going to change 10 years from now, even right. on the molecular level. Every I am seven not years, who baby. I was every ever. seven years. So, yeah. so why is the brain trying to tell me I am? Uh, and it's, it comes down to ego. Again, another episode I have, check yeah. it out. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, that's, that's the thing. I, our language, my language is usually very far off from anyone else's language and uh, buzzwords, hot topics are only the ever thing, only the ever, ever the only thing that people actually hear come out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And um, and, and so to, to switch that off isn't gonna happen overnight. And we have yeah. to be, we have to be nicer to ourselves too. Uh, we pick on ourselves the most mm. and we beat ourselves up for the actions and the words that we use throughout that day. You got to forgive yourself and you got to move on um, because that will lead to resentment, which then leads into to temper, anger, to hate, which is the dark side, as we all know. And um, we, yeah, we, we need to, to, to forgive and let go a little bit. Mm. Uh, I think that is, that's the first step in the healing process. <laughs> that, that, that is politics and political talk. <laughs> and as bartenders, you and I, but we do this all the time. You and I, we talk about this all the time. With Maddie as well, like we are in a small space as bartenders. We are constantly apologizing to each other just simply for taking up space, right? And this is the thing, <laughs> seriously, but like, and the thing is like, because we bump into each other, right? Whatever. And, yeah. and we will both say sorry to each other and then tell the other one, don't say sorry to me. Like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Things, <laughs> we, and things we both know it, but it's, it, this is what you're saying. Like, it's Language. so ingrained Reaction. in us. Yeah. And the thing is, I do that outside of the bar too, right? Like, I do, I, I feel apologetic sometimes for taking up space in this world. 
And that is the thing that I have to remind myself every day. Like you are allowed to take up space. You yeah. are deserving and worthy of, of the space that you take up. You can own that space. That doesn't mean you have to like invade other people's space, but like, <laughs> yeah. you do not have to apologize for existing. And you do not You're allowed to, to cross the street and That's stop right. a car on That's foot. Right. These That's things right. are okay. You don't have to apologize that you're stopping traffic to cross the street at a crosswalk. That's, That's right. my, my two cents. I had to throw that in there. It's okay, people. That. Walk the street. That. That's I will stop. Walk. Keep on walking. Keep on walking. Uh, so uh, to, 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 to kind of bring this in in conclusion, uh, and again, this conversation's not over because uh, I didn't really jump into cognitive dissonance. And oh, yeah. again, I've been, I've been toying with that word for a lot of episodes now. And why I, I keep pulling myself out is because I, I again, don't think I'm qualified. Um, but I'm not really selling you anything. I, I don't have any Amazon links down down there yet. So um, right now, I'm not trying to sell anybody anything except the idea to to question. Uh, keep yeah. questioning, keep educating yourself, and continue this to, to be a student uh, until the day uh, you you move on to the next stage in, in your life or whatever. Uh, to, to, to bring it back down, uh, the platinum rule, treat others the way they want to be treated. I, I will constantly promote this and, and spread that around uh, love. We're all people trying to be people. There's, there's no other equation thrown in there. We're humans simply being human and to human is to err, but human is also mm. to forgive and we need to forgive and love each other. And again, these aren't new radical concepts that I just found on leftistmedia.com. No, this is, this is the way that, that we've been trying to do it for a while. We got to love each other and, and, you know, listen to a Grateful Dead song, smoke a joint, take it easy. Uh, Alex, where can people find you anywhere? Where I'll have, I'll have any of these links uh, down below. What, what are you working on? What are you doing? I appreciate that. Um, well, uh, A, obviously come visit Sean and I to continue these conversations. Oh! In the real life at Hugo's Alpine restaurant, baby. Come on, we have a good time. Make your delicious uh, drink, have a good conversation, right? We do excellent we do. food. We talked to uh, Chef Tim Dickerson last episode. Uh, come, it's this a blast. Place, it's the place to It's be a right, blast, I'm people, you. I'm telling you. And it's only getting better. Uh, Telly, New York. Outside, that's right, baby. Outside, it's beautiful. Anyway, uh, outside of that, uh, I mean, I am I am always working on, on writing things and music. I've been doing a lot of music lately. Um, I have been less, you know, I have a Facebook, I have an Instagram, I have a Twitter. Um, the truth be told, don't find me there. Like, cause the thing is, I've been trying to get away from it for a lot of reasons. I, I find that I too easily fall into projecting this fake version of myself. So I'm trying not to do it. Hell yeah. Um, yep. when I have yep. something, when I have like art to share, I will find a platform to share it. Cause I want that. Um, uh, but, uh, find me in real life. That's, that's my new thing. Find me, come, come yeah. to the restaurant. Yeah. I'm out in the world. He's find very me. easy to, uh, to walk up to and talk to very easy. <laughs> so yeah, find me, uh, hopefully pretty soon I'll be out playing music in live places. That's the thing that I, I want to be doing. So just Hell Google yeah. Alex Girardi occasionally. If you're interested. Uh, <laughs> just Google me is what I'm saying. Uh, yeah. Get, yeah. My, get my numbers up. Um, yeah, that's it. That's it. Beautiful, come come to the bar, come hang Beautiful, out with babe. Yeah. Sean and I. Uh, uh, likewise, uh, uh, you can always find me here or at afthepodcast.gmail.com. Please, uh, I, uh, next episode, everyone, I have some emails I'm going to go through, uh, some, some, Ooh. some weird ones and some flattering ones. Ooh. And, uh, I love to share this shit. So please come check it out. 
Uh, John will be back next uh, episode uh, and we'll talk to see what's going on in, in John's world and uh, we'll do a little weekly check-in. And uh, as always, uh, uh, love yourself, love one another. Uh, I will catch you guys all on the flip side. Uh, Alex, I love you. I will see you very soon, buddy. Ha, 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 ha.